Hello, everyone, and welcome to Life Beats with Sirisha on Radio Caravan, 104.1 FM and 700 AM. I'm a tech exec, a podcast host, and a working mom. I host the podcast Women, Career, and Life, where I share stories and practical advice to achieve your career and life goals. It's a top 30% podcast on Spotify, and you can find it on any podcast platform by looking up W-O-M-E-N-C-A-R-R-N Life. Happy New Year. The last show of 2022 was on New Year's Eve. So this is the first show for 2023. I'm so excited to be here. And many of us have actually probably made New Year resolutions and trying to figure out what we want to do in 2023. In the last one, we talked about setting up a vision board and goal setting. And today, I really wanted to talk about putting our financial health and our financial house in order. So I'm going to be doing a series of topics on that. And uh, we can talk about it as well as we go through the show. You can always reach me by email at lifebeats104.1 at gmail.com. You can send me an email or leave me a voice message with your name and where you're from and your question, and I can play it on the radio. So I wanted to talk about credit cards, credit history, those kind of things today, and leave that into the conversation of what I am going through, put this financial health thing together for myself and even for you. So maybe you want to pick up a pen and paper or an electronic device if you have access and you're not driving, and take some notes, and hopefully we'll move things along as we go forward. So one of the reasons I was thinking about this is I have high school kids and one of them will be heading out of the house pretty soon. He's going to be getting his own credit cards in a few months. And then my younger one will be getting one as an authorized user on my own credit card. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is because many of us have credit cards for the first time when I came to the US as a student, I had they had these long tables in the school and probably many of you have done that as well and they were giving out cards but it took a long time to figure out how to use it like correctly in the sense because there's credit card fees very often associated with this to be able to pay those fees there are a lot of zero dollar fee cards and then how to make sure that you are paying your card fully every time you get the bill so that you can not have a fees or basically an interest rate. And this topic may not be the most exciting, but I think it's very important to be talking about it because there's so much to learn from it and so much around it that weaves and impacts our lives beyond just having a piece of plastic in our wallets. The reason this becomes important is the credit card tries so much to our credit score, makes a lot of big financial decisions as we move forward. So I'm going to weave all of these pieces together as we talk today. And so to start with, if you are already have a credit card or you're looking for one, make sure you have a credit card under your name. They do issue credit cards for minors less than 18 as an authorized user on their parents. And I was looking this up just a little while ago. And looks like some credit card companies don't have any age limits and some have 13 and 15 and 16. It's a personal decision for each household and parent to decide if they want to do this and what age they want to get their children a credit card. When you do research on it, what it suggests is at some point it's good to get them one or put them as an authorized user before they head off out of the house because it teaches them some financial basics and what to put forth and what to know, how to pay the bills, how to look at the credit card 
billing statements and make sure they're doing it on time and teaching some financial independence habits as well for them because it's quite challenging and also research and there are enough stories out there which show that when you get your first credit card it's hard to manage them if you haven't had some financial education prior to that if that's your first one the reason for that is because i think i was reading the story once the idea when when the parent told the child use the card for an emergency i think the interpretation of emergency can be quite different i might mean when you're really stranded and you need something but i think in that case the 2 am taco visit might end up being an emergency so research has shown that people can accumulate a lot of debt before they full time get a job so it's good to get some of that financial knowledge ahead of time so if you have a credit card I know this is the basics of it. You have to know what your fees are, what your monthly statement is. Check all the transactions because there's a lot of credit card fraud as well. Very often they're very tiny transactions, ten bucks, less than that, a dollar. That someone's testing your card, and then if you don't do anything with it, they could make a bigger purchase on it. Of course, you have the full freedom to dispute it, work with a credit card agency, but you have to monitor it. regularly so you're keeping track of it and you can decline those charges so you don't get into an id theft issue once you've paid the statement the plan should be to pay the statement in full every month as much as you can there might be extenuating circumstances that may not be possible and because the thing to watch for is there's always an interest rate tied to a credit card very often when they issue one they may give you like 0% for a few months but you have to know when that sudden fee starts up right they usually like 15 17 or even higher percentages on the fees and those become significant as you pay and if you are pay a late payment then it just adds up if you have a lot of them then there are ways to handle that and there are agencies that help you with that but i really wanted to spend some time talking about this the other reason i would suggest everyone look whether they're if you are in a family or you and your spouse have a credit card Oftentimes you may co-own the card and be joint members or you could be an authorized user on the card and it's something that we often don't think to check but it is good to make sure that you have a credit card on your own name though you're building a credit history when you're an authorized user if under extenuating circumstances if something would need that you have a credit card you your card will get basically cancelled at that point The reason I bring this up is I have a friend whose spouse passed away recently and she realized she was an authorized user so she couldn't use the card anymore and she had to get a new one. So those kind of circumstances make it challenging already under very extenuating circumstances to move forward. It's always good to have a credit card under your own name because that gives you the way to build a solid foundation as you move forward. And why is this credit card score so important? the challenge in the in the us is quite twofold right it's a conundrum in the sense you have to be building a credit score though you may not want one and some people might just choose to pay cash and just have no credit card and that is possible but also the interesting thing is almost for every transaction we have a big transaction it will require a credit score check by an agency so the three agencies that do the credit scores check are experian transamerica and equifax and those are the agencies that anything would be running their transaction to make sure so say you want to rent an apartment you want to buy a house you want to buy a car maybe you want to take a loan out on something that's what's going to happen i met this young 
family recently, these the siblings who had come to the U.S. for undergraduate school, and I interviewed them on my podcast. And the brother who'd come to the U.S. a few years before his sister said for the first few years, he just had a debit card and no credit card. And when he started to move out of school, till then someone was giving him as a guarantor, so he was able to rent a place. But when he graduated school and was trying to find his own apartment, he realized he actually had no credit history on his own and realized he needed to get a credit card. So when his sister came here to the U.S. to study, the first thing he did was take her, make sure she got a credit card so she could start building her credit history. The thing is, the credit history becomes very important, just like I said, to make all these financial decisions, because the higher your credit score, the better rates you're going to get when you get a loan and the credit score is there's obviously very many factors that determine it and you can research it more online but one of the things that really makes a difference to it is making sure you pay your bill on time and making sure you're checking your transactions so the bill is exactly reflects on what you have been spending the credit score can go anywhere from 300 to 850 points and there are different brackets any 550 to 660 is considered fair you know 670 to 730 is considered good till 799 is considered very good and then of course anything beyond that is considered excellent when you get to the 800s so it's something that we should be monitoring as we are looking at our own credit history is to monitor your credit score as well and the way you can do it is like i was saying there are three credit agencies that you can use to check that and verify this so for any of you those are tuning in right now on Radio Caravan, this is Life Beats with Sirisha on 104.1 FM and 700 AM. Happy New Year. Thank you for being here today. I am talking about financial, putting your financial house and doing a financial health check as we move forward for the year. I'm going to be doing a couple of episodes talking about different parts of our finances as we look at it from a sort of a layman's standpoint on what we can do to put things together for ourselves. Thank you for tuning in. I also host a podcast, Women, Career and Life, where you can check out how to get advice and practical tips to move your career and life forward. Today's topic we've, that I've chosen is talking about credit cards, credit history, what you can, what, how it impacts, you know, how you can have an impact on the financial education of children, that might be in your household and how as an adult, you can make financial transactions to set yourself up for financial future success. Because though it just looks like a piece of plastic, it makes our life so much simpler. There's so many ramifications it can have. And actually we can turn it into a big positive to have the best positive impact out of it for ourselves. So when I'm talking right now about not only getting a credit card and paying off, making sure your fees and you're paying on time and you know that you're aware of your interest rate and everything and as much as possible to pay everything in full. But now I'm talking about how to make sure you're monitoring your credit history. The reason the credit history becomes important, like I was just saying, is your credit score is going to be a harbinger of how you move forward. It is going to determine what interest rates you get when you go for your house loan or your mortgage or your car payment or whatever other financial transaction that you might be borrowing against to move forward. The higher your credit score, obviously, your interest rate can change and be more positively impacted, you could get a lesser interest rate. And it depends what the feds have set up. But so the number is constantly changing as well. But the credit history becomes important also for us to check. So 
the federal law says that we have free access to an annual credit report. And you could look up annual credit report. I think it's annualcreditreport.com and check it out because all three agencies give you annual access to a free credit report. And you should be checking that. So the three agencies are Transamerica, Experian, and Equifax. And you could actually do it a certain way that even gives you a broader scale. You could schedule like every four months, say you check it in January on Experian, then Feb, March, April. So in May, you could check out Equifax. Then sometime in September, October, you could do Transamerica. So that every four or five months, you're checking your credit history. And if you haven't looked at credit history, the way it looks, it's, it looks like a report. It talks about every one of your cards that you've had, any big financial transactions. A lot of the verification will be your old addresses and stuff like that. And it's looking to make sure that all this credit reporting is correct, that no other credit card that doesn't belong to you is incorrectly put in there or you know, you're getting charged for something that is affecting your credit report. And you should check this annually, especially if you're planning a big transaction, you should check it because you want to make sure that your credit report is clean and it's correct. You don't want someone else's, someone has opened a credit card in your name and you didn't know about it. If that is there, you could clean it up as well. It's also important to, like I said, check the transactions that are going on your own report so that every transactions are showing up on your monthly statement so that you know what's happening. One of the things you can do as part of all of these credit bureaus is, so all of the Experian, Equifax, and Transamerica are your credit bureaus. And one of the things that also gives you access, so this is all free that you can do to control your financial impact from this is, you can put a credit freeze on each of your accounts. And if you don't have any big transactions, the advantage of putting like a credit freeze or other kind of credit hold on your account is, no one can open a card because they cannot run the report on your credit card itself. Say we get a lot of junk mail in our house with free credit card this, you're eligible for this, and say you're not interested in any of those. You have maybe two cards, one card, whatever, and you're perfectly fine with that. You don't want someone to misuse your social security and fraudulently open a card. So if you put a credit freeze on your account, what that does is they cannot run the report, which means that the card will most likely will not get approved and it can protect you. So what you can do is say you want to open a new bank account or open, you're ready to make a transaction. You can unfreeze that credit for however long you want. You could do it for 24 hours, a few days, a few weeks, and then it can automatically log back. So it goes on an auto hold for you. And it's something really good to do. And what also research and studies show outside is it's especially important if you have minor children, because most of us never ever look at our credit reports of, of the kids itself because it's not something you think about and it's not easily accessible. It's So people can tend to misuse that quite a bit more because the adults are probably looking at it as much more. So if you have kids at home, you can send in, It's though this is snail mail, this is not electronic. So it's not a simple click button like we would do for our credit reports, but you could fill in paperwork and I think there might be some documents to send and you can freeze their accounts as well. And frankly, there's no reason to open their credit report unless you're going to put them, like I said, an authorized user because most likely they will have no financial transactions till they become 18 or older. So then they would end up owning their credit thing they can control, but it would be good to put a lock on it if you can so that you would protect them so that what sometimes people find when they become adults and look at their credit history, if someone has fraudulently got used their account, that their credit scores dipped and they have consequences to deal with, but they were completely unaware of it. So this is a way to avoid that whole space. 
So for those of you who might be tuning in, this is Life Beats with Sarisha on Radio Caravan, 104.1 FM and 700 AM. Happy New Year. We are talking about putting our financial house, checking our financial health as well. We're talking about credit cards and credit history and what to do to make sure we have the most positive impact from this. So as we've been talking about, we were talking about checking our credit history, looking at credit bureaus. And one of the thing I was just talking about putting credit freeze and the reason for credit freeze is so that we do not have ID theft and someone doesn't misuse our information and our own credit history that goes through. Interestingly, there are a lot of organizations, including credit card companies that monitor your credit score for free. They have ways to put tags, basically. They give you a way to send you an email, like an alarm, that if somebody uses a certain amount, so you could set whatever notifications you want on your phone or your email so that those are triggered so that your credit card transaction doesn't go through. So say you're traveling overseas, more often than not, it's better to put a travel alert so that they will approve the card when you're traveling abroad or you it will flag you for a transaction when you're overseas and may not let you process it because you haven't given notification. So there are things to check before you travel outside. Features of credit score that you can check. And some of them may even offer ID theft services, or even your company could offer you ID theft services. So there's probably, a, we talked about benefits in one of the earlier episodes that I did on the show. And so see if your company even has ID theft options that you could set up trigger alarms that you'll get emails if something were to happen. So this topic is, I think, so important to think about because though, like I said, it's just a piece of plastic, the ramifications of credit score on our financial future are big purchases, big items you're thinking of doing becomes very critical. So making sure we have all of these pieces together is clear to moving forward. And many of you may be thinking of trips. We've been traveling for the last year. Most of people are starting to move around as the risk for COVID is changing up and down. And one of the things if you're traveling overseas is a couple of things on how you can maximize your card in some ways. You could get a card that has no foreign transaction fees or a travel card that maybe gives you travel points or cash back, whichever you think is best for you. But I think not having foreign transaction fees just makes it simpler. I used to have one that did not have it and was painful. But now that I have one that has no transaction fees, foreign transaction fees, it just makes it much easier when I travel back home. So it's so much simpler to do this. And the way to do this also is when you have the foreign travel card, like I said, you can set up, you'll probably get points. You'll probably also get ways to ensure that when you're traveling, that the card will transact. And I have really good friends. I mean, they're masters at this on using travel points for free travel. I'm no expert in it. And there are a lot of blogs about it. There's the points guy. If any of you are interested in finding out more about how to use your travel points for free travel. I mean, you read enough of these articles and watch enough videos. People are traveling to these exotic places in business class, not paying, but it's a lot and lot of work. There are certain credit cards that enable this. So there's a couple of resources you can check out. The points guy, T-H-E-P-O-I-N-T-S guy.com. You can check out his blog. 
There's another podcast called Choose FI. Basically, stands for financial independence. They have a website and they tell you how to go about this. So, if you're really interested in trying that, you can. But I have to be, tell you honestly, it is a lot of work. Like the friend I know who's been doing this for like almost two decades has an Excel sheet that they're constantly monitoring and checking because you're balancing a lot of different cards and a lot of different accounts, making sure you're not running late and overdue on anything, but taking the most of it. So it's definitely doable. A lot of people do it. It's something if you're interested, a couple of resources, like I said, the points guy, choose FI, those would be something to check out. There are a lot of credit cards that usually the ones that give you these best deals have significant fees, but they're supposed to be offset by other transactions you do. So think about it from that standpoint. So going back, I just wanted to pull all the pieces together. We are maybe in the last couple of minutes of this show. For those of you, I'm going to be doing many shows talking around putting a financial health check, basically putting a financial house in order. This is from a layman's standpoint of view. This is from someone who does it for myself. I'm not giving investment advice or anything like that. I'm just telling about just how to manage things. And when you're thinking about it, you can send me an email. If you have questions, you can send me a voice message on my email. You can reach me at lifebeats104.1 at gmail.com. It's spelled L-I-F-E-B-E-A-T-S 104.1 at gmail.com. I would love to hear your questions. I could even probably pay, play your voice messages on the radio show so we could answer your question and have a discussion around it. If you have young children or teenagers or anything, it's great to start having that financial conversation early with them. You could teach them some of the skills. And one of the ways people suggest and you know, there's to teach them financial independence is to make them like I've discussed earlier in the show, an authorized user on the credit card, you may want to check your own status to see if you're an authorized user or you own the card because it's good as adults to have a card under your name as well because it just builds your credit history and gives you the freedom to make transactions as well. So you're not just a codependent on someone else's card. And the way to get them empowered and teach young people when they go off is to teach them how to manage the credit history, start looking at it and looking at all the different financial transactions. You as a parent or caregiver or guardian would have to decide when that right time is and think about what that age is because each credit card is a different one. I hope this show has made you start thinking about different things. If you already knew this, I would love to hear how you have done, what impact it's had on you and maybe something I missed or we didn't talk about that would be beneficial for others. So send me a note. This is your host, Sarisha Kuchimanchi. I'm a tech exec, exec podcast host and also a working mom. Thank you for tuning in. Tune in on Saturdays at 5.30. And you can also listen to my podcast, Women, Career and Life on any podcast platform. It's in the top 30% of Spotify podcasts where I share stories and practical advice for you to achieve your career and life goals. See you next Saturday. Have a great day.